Is every little thing she does confusing? Are you utterly perplexed? If you listen to my podcast, will you understand the fairer sex? Well, maybe. I mean, hopefully you won't make it worse. Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you 19 secrets that women apparently wish men knew. I set up this podcast because I want to create an online community that generally supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself, who often struggle with their mental health. If you'd like to support that, please follow this podcast. Secret number one. Apparently, a caring guy is a hot guy. I think a woman appreciates a man who has a sensitive side, especially when they're feeling vulnerable or upset. If you're in a relationship with a woman and she's struggling and you can't be empathetic to that or can't offer a kind word or or even just your actions can't show that you're feeling kind and you're understanding that she's struggling, then I think that's probably going to be a, a struggling or a, or a barrier to your sort of relationship doing well. Anyone who's seen the film White Men Can't Jump and has watched that will be able to testify that apparently women don't want men to fix their problems they just want to listen and understand them and empathize with them this is very difficult because i think men on the whole obviously it's a big generalization we're doers we like to fix problems we like to find solutions and fix things so to quote the film white men can't jump if she says she's thirsty then ideally a man's gonna be like right well fair enough i'll get you a glass of water apparently that's not what she wants apparently she wants you to understand that she's thirsty to empathize with her that she's thirsty yeah confusing secret number two apparently chivalry still has its place by chivalry i mean sort of good manners generally just being polite and actually that's not something that's really gender specific although i think it's nice men predominantly are probably the the physically stronger of the sexes and therefore if you see so if you see a woman struggling with a bag i think it's a nice thing just to be able to hold the door open for someone to help them to be kind and this actually is relevant this actually isn't gender specific for example I would never ever shake another man's hand sitting down. It's just rude. It just looks lazy. And then also, you know, if I'm going out for dinner with my wife, I'll pull her chair out for her to sit down. I'm not sure I'd pull a man's chair out for him, but I would certainly pull a woman's chair out for her. Saying good morning, smiling, giving people compliments. It's all good manners. It's all chivalry. And there's still definitely a place for it in our society. Secret number three, apparently it's important still to dress to impress. Styles come and go, fashions change, but there are certain things, certainly as a man, that are never going to go out of fashion so for example just basic hygiene brushing your teeth not having bad breath not looking scruffy wearing clean clothes wearing clothes that actually fit you you know and if you work out of the gym and you've got a physique then wear a fitted shirt show that off and also just accept your build i'm certainly not a man that wears skinny jeans a they're incredibly comfortable and i look ridiculous i'm five foot seven i'm short and stocky but there's going to be a style that's going to fit my body type and instead of worrying or wishing i was slightly skinnier or taller or just celebrate what you are find a style that works and make the effort people I imagine especially women really notice when you make an effort with how you look when I've had a shave or I wear some aftershave or maybe I've had a haircut if I wear a nice shirt it's basic stuff but it makes a big big difference secret number four apparently if a man wears red he's more likely to get the girl now this isn't a tip that's come for a woman it's more of a clever test from psychologists of women's subconscious preferences apparently there have been lots of studies that have shown that the color red has made men seem more powerful attractive and therefore sexually desirable to women secret number five don't hide your flaws apparently nothing is more attractive to a woman than a good man who is aware of his flaws and is 
working on them and wants to be a better man. Women love the idea of a man who's trying to develop his skill set, trying to be better, trying to be maybe more thoughtful, more sensitive. It's okay to recognize you've got a flaw. It's only going to empower your partner who may also have flaws to be a bit more honest about theirs. Quite often when I'm grumpy and I've had a bad day at work and I may be short-tempered with the kids, it's really important at the end of the day that I go and say sorry that I own that crappy behavior. A, because it shows them that actually it's okay for parents and adults to get things wrong, but also shows that I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. I'm not finished. I'm not finished article. Secret number six, and I've kind of already touched on this, but don't try and fix women's worlds. And this is difficult. I think there's something inbuilt into our DNA, into our mindset. Actually, men like to fix things. Men like to solve problems. We're problem solvers. So if a woman says, oh, I'm, I'm feeling really hungry, then you feel like, oh, I'll go and get you some food. Or, But I think actually sometimes women just want to feel like we're they're understood. There's an empathy there. I don't know, maybe fixing a woman's problems comes across as condescending. Apparently, the thing that comes through that women really attracted to is a man who's prepared to listen. If a woman has a problem, instead of jumping and saying, oh, you should do this, this, and this, maybe remember there's a reason you've been born with two ears and one mouth. Don't say anything. Maybe just listen to her, take an interest in her, take an interest in the problem. And by doing that, you'll probably help her to come to her own solution. Secret number seven, in conversations, nodding is not enough. We all know how annoying and disrespectful it can be when you're trying to have a conversation with someone, especially if it's something that's a bit more sort of deep than the weather or or how your bus ride to work was, than someone who is either nodding or even worse, when you're talking to them, is on their phone. It's so rare these days to get someone's undivided attention. So if you can become someone who always gives undivided attention physically and mentally and emotionally then you're going to stand out being an active listener is probably one of the most useful skills you can learn not just as a man but just as a human being because it's really rare and in that we're probably all fairly addicted to our phones on some level if you know it's going to be a distraction put it away turn it off put it away so it's not there turn off your phone talk to your wife make a concerted effort not to talk not to jump in, even if you're like, I know the answer to that, I can fix that. Just listen and actually try and be an active listener. Not just nodding, looking in the right direction, meeting their eye contact, referencing things they've said. You might find that has a massively positive impact in your relationship. Secret number eight, apparently date number three is not a bedroom key. I didn't realize this, but apparently there's a rule, a sort of an urban legend rule that three dates before sex is the rule. From the research this article's done, which you can be found if you want to read it more in more detail, is www.webmd.com. Slideshow, 19 secrets women wish they knew. Apparently, after three dates with a woman, you're basically going to have sex. Apparently, there's not a definite number. And basically, women don't set a timeline on when they will basically have sex with someone. I imagine it's more someone will have sex when they feel comfortable to have sex. And that will completely differ depending on the person. It might take someone three dates. It might take someone 30 dates. Everyone is different depending on the experiences they've had and who they are as a person. I imagine it's when you feel connected to someone, when you feel like you can trust someone, when you feel that you like someone enough physically and emotionally in order to have sex. Secret number nine, women like the slow lane. They want to feel connected and understood and want to be romanced. That means time and talking and touching. In other words, foreplay. I mean, in some ways, it's not our fault. As men, we're basically designed to sort of continue the human species and therefore it's inbuilt into our DNA to, to procreate, to increase 
increase the chance of our offspring continuing. That said, I'm sure there may be women out there going, oh, that's convenient. I'm not sure you saying, well, like, you know, I took it on myself to sort of support the human species is going to be an excuse or a reason that's going to get you out of sexual promiscuity. I've heard it said that men fall in love with their eyes and women fall in love with their ears. So women need to feel connected, understood, that a man knows them, man wants to get to know them, a man wants to commit to them as a relationship. So from my understanding, women feel when they want to be intimate, where they feel emotionally connected and relaxed and happy. Whereas for men, it can often just be you see someone you find attractive, men see someone they find sexually attractive, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the person they want to spend the rest of their life with. It's just someone they find sexually attractive. Secret number 10, safe sex is a turn on. Obviously, with sex comes the danger of sort of STI, certainly if you don't know the person or you don't know them well. And it's important that it's something you both need to focus on. But apparently, from the study that this psychologist Kitchener has done, she said that women appreciate it and feel more protective and safe when a guy makes it really clear that it's something he's aware of and he's concerned about. And then actually, instead of just saying it, actually shows that he practices what he preaches. Secret number 11, women like it when men learn what they want in bed. Sex is one of those subjects that, like politics and religion, we're told not to talk about. But actually, I think it's really important in a positive, loving relationship that you can talk to your partner about what you do and don't like in bed. I suppose just maybe be aware and maybe be mindful that you want to convey and ask someone so they don't feel pressurized that maybe what they're doing at the moment isn't very good. So this study says, be sure to ask what you want for in a positive and validating way. Kirchner advises, say something along the lines of, I would really love it if, and then you fill in the blanks. You know, when you meet someone new, or even if you've been in a relationship for for decades, you never assume that the other person knows exactly what you want. And I think it's okay to ask. I think it's okay to say, look, I'm really sorry if I've never conveyed this, but is there any way we can do more of X, Y, and Z? That's okay. And if you think someone's been offended by that, say, look, I'm doing this because I know sometimes I'm not very good at telling you how I feel or telling you what I want. And I'm doing this because I want us both to have a great time. And I'm doing this because I'm really invested in our in our marriage, in our relationship, and I want it to, to develop and grow. And I know one, one element of that is that we can connect and be intimate and have a really good time and be really happy and feel fulfilled. Secret number 12, performance anxiety is shared. There are going to be times in your relationship when you might be tired or you're just not in the mood and maybe you kind of go through the motions because you, you're, you're aware that your partner wants to have sex and it's not very good and then maybe you feel awful because you've not been able to perform and maybe they feel bad because they think well maybe he doesn't find me attractive anymore that's something that 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 anxiety is shared so I think it's really important if that happens to make it really clear that it's not about them they probably won't believe you and they probably will say one that is about me but actually there are times when you can just say like I'm really sorry I I just I'm tired or I'm stressed or I'm worried about work and I just wasn't in the mood but I didn't want to upset you and I'm therefore I'm something I'm you know, I knew something you were keen to do. So I thought I'd give it a go. And actually, I'm really sorry, I probably should have been more honest. That's something that if it's the truth, and you say, I think is, is all you can do. Sometimes when you're in, you've got busy lives, you've got full time jobs, you've got children, sometimes you have to slightly schedule your date night. But then sometimes on the date night, you're just tired, or it's just it hasn't been the day or the kids have been a nightmare, or they've refused to go to bed. So by the time you actually get to your official date night, and you're supposed to, this is the time we're supposed to have sex, it's just not happening. You're either stressed, 
stressed or there's just you're tired I think it's okay to say do you know what let's do this when we both want to do it let's do this when we actually feel relaxed I think the whole quality not quantity is a really good adage for lots of things in life specifically sex and specifically sex when you've been in a long-term relationship I think you're much better off having good sex less often than fairly average sex which you do every week because well it's Friday night secret number 13 apparently mirroring behavior is a barometer of love the saying imitation is the best form of flattery is very true in this instance so apparently a woman often shows how she feels about you by mirroring your moods and what you do so for example they might order the same drink as you you might end up wearing the same clothes or wear your favorite colors or might actually sort of mirror your own body language smiling or crossing their arms when you do apparently when a woman mimics you either physically or emotionally it's her way of showing you that you're actually you're charming her you're making you're putting her at ease she's happy to be in your company secret number 14 apparently your clothes may be a love magnet do you often find that sometimes you can't find your shirts or your hooded tops and you wonder where they are and it's because they're all in your wife's cupboards or your, or she's wearing them. Apparently some researchers have found that the scent of a man's perspiration has a relaxing effect on women which is often why you can never find any of your clothes but it's a good thing. Secret number 15. If you're going to say it you need to say it again and again and then probably again. I think everyone likes to be told they look attractive or they look nice and apparently women really like a man who notices without being told or without being on cue. So if your wife's hair looks nice or you like what she's wearing tell her don't just think oh my wife looks great tell her and instead of just saying I like your dress I like your hair or I like the way it does this or I like your something if your wife or partner is anything like mine she won't believe it or she'll say no I don't or she'll question it that doesn't mean that she wants you to stop saying it probably means she wants you to say it several more times and actually don't look at is it a knockback quite often if I say to my wife oh you look lovely and she goes no I don't that's not a knockback it may often be to do with her insecurities about how she feels that day but it shouldn't stop you trying because on some level she's understood that and she's appreciated what you're trying to do secret number 16 don't be scared of the relationship chat apparently when women want to talk about relationships it doesn't mean we've done something wrong this study done by American psychologist Kirshner says that many women like to talk about the state of the relationship what's going right what's going wrong what could we work on and this is a good thing it's not like a PDP it's not like a it's not like your monthly one-to-one with your manager where basically he says 20 things that you've done really well and one thing you've done badly and the only thing you can focus focus on remember is the one thing he said you didn't do well any conversation where you're talking about your relationship is actually strengthening any communication where you understand each better is just better so if you feel a bit sensitive or you feel a bit vulnerable about it just breathe and go with it and just tell yourself be a bit braver this is a good thing there are lots of men and women out there that would give their right arm to be in the position you're in now they'd give everything they could to be in a relationship to get to talk to someone else about the relationship just remember that secret number 17 always look your partner in the eye this isn't always the case, especially if your wife's trying to watch Emmerdale at the end of a busy day. But apparently women prefer FaceTime. And when I say FaceTime, I don't mean online FaceTime or WhatsApp FaceTime. More, they Apparently women prefer men to look them in the eye. Certainly if they're talking to them. Certainly if they're talking about something that's important. Get off the phone and look at your partner when they're talking to you. It just shows you're engaged. It shows you're connected. It shows you're taking them seriously. It shows you're interested in what they're talking about. And apparently looking at your partner in the eye during sex deepens the relationship outside of the bedroom. Secret number 18. Don't miss the moment. How do you know if your girlfriend is ready for the next? 
next stage? How do you know if and when they're ready to commit? Apparently, they'll say so. Apparently, lots of women are actually quite upfront about this and they'll actually, let's say, can we have a talk about our relationship? Can we talk about where we're going? That, reading between the lines, is a massive cue of, I kind of want you to, I wouldn't be discussing this with you if I didn't actually be taking it seriously. Where are we going? Are you taking me seriously? Or are we just wasting our time? If not that, you might find that there are other cues, there are other other things she's doing. Is she asking you questions about sort of whether you ever thought about being a parent? Has she ever asked you questions about, you know, where you want to be in the future? If she's asking those questions, it's because she wants clarity about it. She wants to know that actually she's part of your future plans. Well, I would say if your girlfriend is asking these questions and you're not clear it yourself, then spend some time thinking about it. And actually, there's nothing wrong with being completely honest with saying, can we have a talk about where we both think we are? You're much better as sad as it is when people break up saying this isn't what I want for her any reason or I don't want the things you want in the future and then therefore and I'm never going to and then therefore I don't want to waste your time you're much better off as upsetting as it is having that conversation actually grabbing the nettle than just going along with someone because you don't want to upset them or hurt their feelings and then actually really hurting their feelings because you weren't honest when they asked you and secret number 19 Apparently, romance is really simple. Just keep doing it. Keep being romantic. And actually, it's about making the effort. It's about, you know, keep doing the things you did when you first met them. Keep sending the notes. Keep sending the flirty texts. Keep giving the compliments. Keep doing things for them. Keep watching those crappy films that you don't enjoy, but you know they enjoy. Keep buying their favourite foods. Keep buying the flowers. Keep making the dinners. This might sound like a bit of a cliche, but the psychologists where a lot of this research have to taken from insist that apparently most women really appreciate just a simple romantic gesture. Lots of women appreciate really simple romantic gestures and that can strengthen a relationship, make a woman feel comfortable, comfortable, and that can often mean that they share their appreciation once you're in the bedroom. I really hope you got some of this podcast. Was there a particular secret you disagreed with or was there a secret that really resonated with you? Are you happily married? Do you have a tip? Is there something that you do to keep the passion alive that you'd like to pass on? If so, please mention in the comments or you can email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to pregnancy to help dads look after their mental health and support their partner to the best of their ability. If you'd like a completely free digital copy, just email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. All I would ask for is you give it an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. I hope wherever you're on the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.